Social Zoom Factor, episode 19. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Well, hello there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. I am so happy and honored that you are here with us today, and you are taking time out of your day to listen to me, Pam Moore, the marketing nut, talk to you about marketing, business, and life. Okay, today we are going to talk about another important topic, and I hope that I am going to help answer a question that I know many of you have. And that question is, Pam, how do I get my CEO on Twitter? Or Pam, how do I get any of my executives on Twitter? Pam, how do I get my boss on Twitter? How do I get my boss on Facebook? My answer today might surprise you a little bit. If you are hoping and praying as you hopped on this podcast today, as you plugged in your earphones or plugged it into your car or sat your iPhone next to you as you're getting ready, wherever you are, and you're plugging in thinking, okay, she's going to tell me the magic secret to how I get my CEO on Twitter. I have to tell you right now, you might be disappointed. It's a very easy answer. But unfortunately, I don't think it's the exact answer that you're expecting And it may not be the exact answer that you want to hear. Now, never fear, my friend. Keep listening. Because I promise you, by the end of this podcast, if you were looking for a quick fix to get your CEO, your boss, your colleagues on Twitter, you are going to have a different mindset for how you're going to accomplish that. You're still going to accomplish your goals. You're just going to go about it a little different than before you hopped on here. So let's answer the question. How do you sell your CEO on Twitter? The easy answer is, you're asking me the wrong question. So think about this. You're asking me to sell an executive, a CEO, somebody who cares a lot about return on investment, somebody that cares a lot about business goals and objectives, and most importantly, they care about measurable results. They care about sustainability. They are careful about where they spend their time, resource, and money of any kind. Now think about your question again. You're wanting to sell them a tool that, for one, is pretty difficult to understand. Okay, Twitter is not the easiest tool to understand. However, I will tell you up front that Twitter is one of the most powerful tools that exists in social media. It is one of the most powerful social networks. And time and time again, when I can help somebody understand the value of Twitter, they understand the value of social media because they are able to see the power of human-to-human connection and the power of this reach of this medium we have of social media and what we can do with the technology, what we can do with the ability to communicate with anybody and anyone across the globe. 
Twitter by far is one of the most powerful platforms that has helped us ignite our business since we started our agency, Marketing Nuts, several years ago. We sold our first agency in less than two years of starting it. That was after I left a 15-year corporate career in business, working in branding, product marketing, product management, and business leadership roles. And Twitter is one of those tools that ignited that growth immediately from day one. As we go into this conversation today, I want you to know, I believe in the power of Twitter. However, you need to quit selling your CEO on Twitter. It is the wrong thing for you to be selling them because it is, number one, hard for them to understand. And number two, they usually are not educated on why and how they can make it work. So they hop on Twitter. They have no followers. They don't know how to find any of the people they would like to listen to and read their content. And so they log on to a very empty and blank page. And when they do that, they're seeing very little value. How can you see value in a social network when you have no idea how to use it and the steps you're supposed to take to get to any level of result. And this is what we see time and time again, marketing managers, community managers, social media managers, social media directors, executive directors, pushing their executives on Twitter without properly educating them, informing them of how to use the tool, helping them build a Twitter persona, a social persona, an overall persona of who they are and what they are, both online and offline. The thing is, pushing your CEO directly to Twitter could actually be hurting you more than helping you if that is the first platform they're getting on. It could be leaving a very bad first impression and first experience of social media which is not what we want to do, right? We want to get the buy-in of our stakeholders, executives of the C-suite of everybody we want to join this social business journey with us. We need their buy-in. We need their support. So why on earth would you try to just sell them Twitter? You need to sell them on your program. You need to get their buy-in on your program. And number two, you need to help bridge the digital divide. So we're going to talk about two major things today. And the first is how do you get buy-in? And I'm going to point you to some resources. Number two is why you need to focus on some other things, such as bridging the digital divide, educating your executives on what it means to be social. And then I'm going to give you some very tactical ideas and examples that you can use so you can start engaging your executives, your stakeholders, and any other important team members onto the social networks. You can start integrating them. You can start training them. You can start empowering them, which is a key word, and helping them get on board with your initiatives. Our goal is not to force fit any social network tool or technology down the throat of somebody. We don't want to force them into a social network. We actually need to figure out what social network is right for them. It could be that it's not right for your CEO to first hop on Twitter. There could be another platform such as Instagram that may be easier for them to understand. Okay, so let's dig into some of these details. 
What we're dealing with here is also what I call Generation S, Generation Social. And I've talked about this on a couple other of the podcasts we've launched already. And basically, Generation S is one of the first generations where people choose to be part of that generation. It's Generation Social. And they choose to adopt social technologies. They choose to have this mobile device that I'm now holding up here, sitting in my office, holding it up next to the mic. I choose to have this connected to my human being that I am. I choose to communicate in that way. No one is forcing me to tweet or to Facebook or to leverage an iPhone over an Android. I have that choice as a human. What we're dealing with when we think about our C-level executives and our, our key executive stakeholders is many of them are not part of Generation S. They have chosen to not be social. And a lot of times, it's not because they don't want to be social. They've simply made the choice not to be social. It could be because they really don't understand the technologies, the social networks, the processes, how to become social. And what happens within organizations is many marketing and business leaders will simply leave these people out. They will look at these people that have chosen at this time or are unaware how to become part of Generation S, Generation Social. They put them on the back burner. They ignore them. They say, oh, Johnny doesn't know how to tweet or Christy doesn't know how to get on Facebook. And, you know, oh, she's not even on LinkedIn. I can't believe it. We hear these conversations. And the truth is you're leaving some of your most important people out. You're leaving some of the people out that could be your most loyal brand evangelist because you're not bringing them on and inviting them on to your journey. Instead, you're selling them on Twitter. You see them in the hallway and you say, hey, Johnny, you I can't believe you're still not on Twitter. Why don't you come join that Twitter chat that we do every Tuesday night at nine o'clock? We would love to see you there. Your whole team is on Twitter. I cannot believe, Johnny, that you're not on Twitter. Come on. Let's let's download that app right now. Let's get you on Hootsuite and let's get it going. You know, I want to see you tonight at nine o'clock. If that's the conversation you're having with some of your leaders within your organization or some of your partners, you are speaking to them in a language that they do not understand. You're telling them to install an app that they don't know what it's for. You're telling them to join a tweet chat for which they don't know what it is, who's going to be there, what's going to happen when they get there. Are they going to look like a fool because they don't even know what Twitter is, let alone a tweet chat? That's the worst nightmare for some people. And then you're telling them, make sure you're there at nine o'clock tonight because we'll all be there. And then you're also telling them, I can't believe you're not there. So you're making them want to stay unattached from Generation S more than become part of Generation S. So the first thing you need to do is completely overhaul and change your mindset. You no longer have a goal to sell anybody within your organization or outside of your organization on Twitter. I want you to take that goal out of your plan. Take those words out of your vocabulary and change your mindset. If you are having difficulty getting people to buy in to your strategy and your strategy includes Twitter, you don't have a Twitter problem. You don't have an Instagram problem. You don't have a Facebook problem. You have a buy-in problem. You have a social business strategy, social media planning, and most importantly, 
social execution problem. It's the approach you're taking to execute and get buy-in on your strategy that's causing you an issue. And though right now it may feel like you want to literally beat your head against the wall because your CEO just doesn't understand Twitter and he needs to understand it so he can understand social. That's what you're thinking. However, you're going to change your mindset. And the first thing I want you to do, slow down to speed up. I want you to go back to your strategy, go back to your plan, go back to your vision, go back to your roadmap, go back to your journey. Where are you going and why? And this is not a negative thing. It's not a negative conversation. It's a positive thing because we're going to revisit why are we doing what we're doing. We're not executing and integrating social into the DNA of our business with the only goal of getting our CEO on Twitter. It should be so much bigger than that. If you have properly planned, done your research, and know how to integrate these things in to your business for real business and life results. So go back to your strategy. Revisit where do you have buy-in? Where do you not have buy-in? If you do not have buy-in to your social business program, that's where you need to start. I encourage you to check out the podcast I did explaining in detail how to develop a social business strategy. And I also have a podcast explaining how to get your social media budget approved. Because if you're struggling with buy-in, you need to attack that first. You need and you must go get the buy-in from your key stakeholders and executives so you can have true success with your program. I will post links to those specific podcasts and more resources on the show notes page for this episode. You can just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash zero one nine. And as you are trying to get buy-in on your strategy and your plan and get your budget approved, you need to make sure you are going outside of your own box and make sure that you are leveraging other resources, third-party information, data, and industry statistics and research studies showing the direction that these things are moving in. Did you know that IDC predicts that there will be 1.3 billion mobile workers by 2015? That's next year. If that number does not wake you up and your C-suite up into the importance of embracing this always-on always connected and social customer, and you need to go read them the same statistics over and over again. You need to back up your story with real data, real research, and real trend information of what is happening and how your customer is changing. Because I don't know a business that is not impacted by that specific statistic alone. So flip-flop the conversation. And instead of focusing on why the executive needs to get on Twitter, you focus on why they need to be looking at these technologies, these processes, and embracing social so they can connect with their customer. What CEO doesn't want to connect with and serve their customer? If they don't, you probably have other bigger problems than getting them on social and getting them on Twitter. We often find when we help our clients with these types of challenges is that it's usually a language issue, and it's usually a mindset issue. So it's not that the CEO doesn't want to support social media. It's not that they don't want to engage with their customers if that's where their customers really are. 
it's not that they don't want to leverage the technologies, the resources, the methodologies, the process, if it includes increasing brand awareness, decreasing that sales cycle, increasing customer intimacy, and of course, increasing revenue. The thing is, you need to talk to your CEO and your colleagues in a language that they understand. And that is why you need to make sure that you are building your strategy, building your plan, and that your plan includes getting buy-in. Your plan includes empowerment of your employees, of your executives. Your plan includes facilitating those needed conversations so that you can get everybody on the same page so that you can facilitate those needed discussions and decisions so you have the proper buy-in. It is so very important. I cannot stress enough that you cannot skip that step of planning and buy-in and go straight to Twitter. You will never succeed with that approach. Next, you need to make sure that you are not putting the cart before the horse. You need to be investing in things such as personal branding and persona development for your employees and particularly for your executives. We do this a lot with our clients and we help executives and directors and every employee in between help build their personal persona, help build What is their brand? Personal branding is so important because it is who you are. It's what you are both online and offline. And this is one of the greatest challenges that we see for a lot of people when they jump onto the social networks is they don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to represent themselves. And a lot of people feel that they have so much inside of their head that they want to let out inside of their head and their heart. They may have content they want to share. They may have experiences they want to share, but they are very uncomfortable understanding what is appropriate to share and what is not appropriate to share and what is it that their audience actually wants to hear from them. I encourage you to check out episode 11 of the Social Zoom Factor podcast, and I go into detail on why personal branding is so important. And if you're struggling with getting support and buy-in for enhancing maybe your own personal brand, as well as the personal brands of your executives and other people within your organization, I highly encourage you to listen to that podcast. You can also download a white paper that includes top reasons why you must invest in personal branding, because it's basically personal branding is a requirement, not an option in today's social connected world because we connect human to human. We connect person to person. We're talking as people, not as avatars. And we need to make sure that we are helping our executives and our key stakeholders understand that they do need to share about themselves but they need to develop their own persona and determine how much is the right information for them to share about themselves. And in episode 16, I also dug into the difference between social media authenticity and transparency. They are two very different things. And it's important that you help your executives understand they don't have to share what they ate for lunch to get on Twitter. And that's a fear that many of them have because we hear that question all the time. Pam, do I have to share what I ate for lunch and what I eat for dinner and where I go and what I'm doing? No, you share whatever you're comfortable sharing is always our answer. You are the only person who can determine 
what is appropriate information for you to share about yourself. And I can help you. I can help your executives. We can help anybody set up their personal privacy settings. We can help them develop a personal brand and a personal persona for themselves, both online and offline. However, it's still up to that human being to determine who are they, what are they comfortable sharing, and how transparent are they willing to be. I really encourage you to check out the podcast on authenticity versus transparency, and it will help you get your arms around these things and as a result, help you be able to better assist your key executives in doing the same thing. Because this is why many marketers and business leaders fail in getting their executives online, because they've put this social cart before the social horse, and they have pushed their executives online before their executives have even thought about how transparent and how authentic they feel comfortable being. We also have a Twitter persona worksheet that we use with a lot of our clients that will help you begin to develop your persona. And specifically for Twitter, I encourage you to check it out at socialzoomfactor.com slash Twitter persona. And as you do this, you need to make sure that you are helping your executive understand that they must be human. You don't want to push them out on the social networks and give them a list of blog content to tweet about and a list of canned quotes and maybe some images that you have created. Hand it to them, maybe stick it in a Hootsuite account and say, go for it, Tom. You are on Twitter now. Go, go get them. Don't do that, please. Please help them. Help them build their persona. Help them figure out how they are going to connect with their audience. Help them identify who is their ideal target audience. Who are the people, the human beings, that they want to connect with out on Twitter or whatever social network it may be that you're encouraging them to use. Make sure that you're helping them be successful, not just get on that platform. So let's go back to Generation S for a moment. How do we engage the unsocial? How do we engage those executives that don't want to be part of Generation S? Because this is where a lot of marketing leaders just give up. It's when they come to us and say, Pam, I'm ready to just quit. I need to go find a new job. My executives don't want to buy into this social thing. I'm out of here. And that's where we say, whoa, hold on. It's not time for you to leave yet. We can help you crack this nut. Because the truth is, brands big and small are struggling with this. You are not alone. And marketing leaders have one of the greatest challenges that most of them don't even know about yet because they haven't gotten this far. So you need to know if you are wanting to crack this nut, you're probably already ahead of a good 50 to 80% of other people just like you in the same role because they're still trying to sell the CEO on Twitter. You've realized you have a bigger nut to crack and you're going to approach it in a different way. And I guarantee if you don't give up, you have a lot bigger chance of being successful than just jumping ship and going to another position at another company and not having any real success to show for what you did and how you were able to move the needle with social in your current organization. You need to get some small and big wins if you want to continue to move up in your career. Some of the greatest advice I got back in my corporate days was from a mentor of mine. He used to call this the what have you done for me lately solution to career success. And I lived in Colorado where it was cold and 
We usually had our coats with us. If you didn't have it on walking into the office, you at least carried it with you because even though you were walking in and it could be beautiful, sunny day, you'd walk out and lo and behold, there would be two feet of snow on your car. And when it got really cold or we wanted to look really stylish, we also wore hats. So in your office, pretend you have a coat rack and you have a hat rack. The hat rack, you didn't wear that often. And so if you look at your career and you look at the things you do in both life and business, your hat rack, those are the big things. Those are the things that when you've been in a company for three months, six months, nine months, a year, and they say, what has Pam done this quarter? What has Pam done this year? Those are the big things. Those are the big things that I was able to move the needle on. You know, I implemented this program. I grew a business unit to 800 people in less than 18 months that was for a project that many said would never make it. That really happened, by the way. Those are the big things. What are what have you done to help your organization to truly provide value to your customers, to do something different that's never been done? That's the hat rack. The coat rack is what have you done for me the last 24 hours? And so I always managed my career on both a daily project type of scenario as well as a large project scenario. And the coat rack was a daily thing because in Colorado, we took our coats every time we left the office, every time we came into the office, I had a jacket with me. Now, I still do that somewhat in Florida because in Florida, where I live now, it's hot, 100 degrees on most days. And then we go inside and it's freezing because all of the restaurants and retail stores are blasting the air conditioner. So unfortunately, some things have never changed. I still carry a jacket around with me almost everywhere I go. But anyway, think about your career that way. And if you have a role where you are chartered with implementing social within your organization, you better have some wins. Because I tell you, the competition is starting to get tougher out there. And I know even when we're looking for people to hire and work with us and our clients, we are looking for people who have had real results, people who have been able to get things done, people who have been able to get buy-in on a plan, who have been able to engage their executives, who have been able to get them to be part of the conversation that's happening online, get them to implement some of the technologies and processes to help drive real business results. So I want you to think about that before you just easily give up and start going back to your old ways and selling your CEO on Twitter. You need to stop doing that and you need to start figuring out how you can get buy-in and how you can start bridging this digital divide that is so very real and so very apparent, but is being ignored by so many people and organizations out there. It's one of those things that I am so very passionate about because I see it really keeping organizations from being successful. And it is a goal that I have to help as many people and as many organizations as I can crack this nut. So how do you bridge the social divide? Number one, we already talked about. Quit selling the CEO on Twitter. Quit selling them on Facebook. Don't force the unsocial onto Twitter or Facebook. Instead, I want you to engage them via social communication mediums that they are comfortable with. 
Think about most business executives, all right? They most always like talking about their experiences. They like telling stories. They like talking about their customers. And they like helping people succeed. They like sharing the knowledge that they have and the experience that they have so that others can learn from their mistakes and learn from their successes and be able to do things better and smarter because they heard their stories, they heard their tactics and their strategies. So one easy way is just to engage your C-suite in a medium that they feel comfortable with. If they're comfortable with video, put them on a video. Do a webinar if they're comfortable with a webinar. Don't throw them on a Google Hangout to start if they haven't done a webinar in two years. Start with a webinar. If they did a webinar in the past and they enjoyed it and they thought it was cool and they showed it to their friends and colleagues and, you know, they were proud to have that CD back in the day, that DVD sitting on their desk. I did this series of training. You know, I remember those days. And a lot of times, that's even 15, 10 years ago in corporate, that's how we got our C-level executives on board with our programs. Even before there was social, we would engage them in a medium that they felt comfortable. We would have them talk about the business that they were comfortable talking about as we were implementing new technologies, new processes, new ways of selling and doing business. You want to do the same exact thing. Start with where they have comfort and take it from there. Once you know they know how to do a webinar, hey, let's go do a Google Hangout. It's almost exactly the same as a webinar, except it's on Google. And guess what? They'll probably do it. So engage them in the conversation and focus on the content of the conversation versus the medium. Record and develop a social asset that is part of that conversation. Record it, make it real time, and make it available to those audiences that are more social. And we have done this with a lot of our clients, including IBM, who we help them bridge the digital divide in some areas by inviting some of their executives onto a Twitter chat, onto a recorded radio show, and engaging them in a way that they felt comfortable. And as that happens, then they see the tweets happening. They see people commenting on the content, commenting on the conversation, and then they're able to feel some success. They're able to see the power of Twitter or Google Plus or LinkedIn because you're able to record that conversation that, by the way, happened via a medium that that executive felt comfortable utilizing. You're able to turn that into a social asset and make it available on the social platforms that maybe the executive is not at all comfortable with. But then you can call them in your office and say, hey, take a look at these tweets that are happening out there. These are all from the webinar or the Google Hangout that you did yesterday. And then summarize a report of the findings and the activity and the social listening report that shows the exact conversations that happened and the sentiment of those conversations, the tone of those conversations, who was engaged in those conversations. And if you were able to get some of your top ideal customers there, maybe your top existing customers there, your strategic partners, boy, that's a great way to open the eyes and the ears and the mind of your executive to see the power of what we have in front of us within grasp with these social technologies and processes. It is just there for the taking and we just have to figure out how we can integrate it into our business in the right way to drive that real business result.
So the best thing that you can do is just acknowledge that you have this divide, embrace it, and make it a goal to bridge the social divide from the C-suite and beyond. It's kind of like Buzz Lightyear. No social divide from the C-suite and beyond. Okay, I live in Florida. We go to Disney a lot, and that's still one of my favorite rides. But ignoring it and hoping and praying that your C-suite, your executive, your CEO is eventually going to fall in love with Twitter, that's not a strategy. Sending the CEO emails every week saying, hey, here's some good data on Twitter, why we need to get on Twitter. Don't do it that way. Quit trying to sell your CEO on Twitter. Go back to your program. Go back to your strategy. Go back to your plan. Go get the buy-in that you need and start focusing on bridging that digital divide. Do not make this more difficult than it needs to be. You can do it. Check out all the resources we have available for you at socialzoomfactor.com. And if you have questions on these topics or others, you can go to socialzoomfactor.com slash askpam and leave me a 30-second voicemail and let me know your exact question. I will play your voicemail live on the show as well as answer it. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope that this was helpful for you. I hope that if you are one of the people that is struggling with getting executive buy-in and you've been trying to force feed Twitter down the throat of your executives, I hope that after today, you will never do that again. I hope you have a wonderful week. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Oh, 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 o